Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode, the last episode in season three of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast discussing the world of opera and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen. And my name's Alex. And today we're going to talk to you about three things that we're fighting for in the future of the opera industry. Breakdown of the week. Alex, take it away. Okay, so... <clears throat> my breakdown this week is maybe a slightly odd one, but it's great. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I spent New Year in Naples with uh, Helen, amongst other people. It was lovely. She was the worst Ciao. guest there, obviously. Um, <laughs> Naples at New Year is super fun and crazy. So essentially every single person in the city uh, sets off fireworks at once at midnight. Uh, which is quite overwhelming uh, and I, we'd been warned that it was a bit mental but I just wasn't prepared for it uh, and you know it's new year so you're thinking about the past year and all the mistakes you've made haha <laughs> and you're thinking about the new year to come and all the mistakes you're gonna make haha <laughs> so <laughs> um that all of those thoughts swelling around my head uh plus just feeling like you're in the middle of a war zone just so many bangs and crashes and flashes of light all around you it was all a bit much actually um and yes i think helen has video footage of me just like standing there (laughs) screaming (laughs) just maybe we'll find it maybe we'll make it into a tiktok yeah maybe that would be a good one just me going (laughs) yeah um i would say yeah you you kind of went into this like corpse 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 state state. Um, you were just like screaming it was a lot there was just a lot to think about I think everyone sort of finds that at New Year a little bit um, we'd just done our highlights and low, low, low lights of the year as well so that, that was just a lot of swirling thoughts at the forefront of my a lot of reflection at the same time as a lot of banging and flashing lights I suppose yes so, yeah, it was, it was a lot so a, a kind of like fun breakdown but also like a minor breakdown nonetheless um yeah yeah funnish let's call it that a fun breakdown happy new year everyone. and you had the next day to kind of like settle recover kind of yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah breathe <laughs> this is 2023 people let's go <laughs> exactly okay your turn Helen. thanks um loving breakdowns um mine is in relation to just before christmas um and this is something we talked about a lot on the podcast, rejections, how to be able to handle rejections, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I just had one of those days where they just didn't stop coming. I think I had four emails, wow. four separate rejections, four separate companies, four separate reasons as to why I was not the appropriate person for the project, the company, whatever. And, um, you know, obviously here on the pod, we, we really do try and offer practical, uplifting, good advice for singers but bloody hell sometimes it's really hard to listen to your own advice oh yeah and, never um, do. you know i'm there exactly and uh, i'm trying to journal about it and then i was like i'm gonna take a walk and do something completely different with myself and then i was like i'm gonna have a bath and just try oh and my drag God. myself no, I'm yeah. kidding. um but you know it was it i have to say that was particularly hard to swallow because often if i do get a rejection i try to look to the other things i've applied to and hold on to those Mm -hmm, as kind of like mm -hmm. a a piece of hope like okay that didn't work but maybe this but it was literally just like every single little card in this house of cards i'd had you know attempted to build was just like falling down one after the other um so yeah it was quite a rubbish day but you know and it, it was it was the perfect way to just enter into the christmas season i just thought merry christmas to me 
happy birthday to me. Let's, you know, what a way to see out 2023. That is lovely. There we go. Breakdown of the week. Okay, so the three things that we're fighting for in this industry that we want to talk about today. So first of all, we want to talk about fighting for our boundaries. Fun. Secondly, we want to talk about fighting to help move opera into the 21st century and move this industry, help it, like, drag it into the present day, essentially, and, like, <laughs> into the future. Fun. Uh, and lastly, we want to talk about um, solidarity uh, and fighting to create uh, and help build the sense of community and structure and support in this industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, first off, boundaries. Uh, we've spoken a lot in every single season of this pod. <laughs> Not a broken wheel or whatever it is, the expression, um, about boundaries uh, and setting boundaries and asserting boundaries uh, in, a, uh, in a sensible way. You know, boundaries for yourself uh, in a rehearsal space, boundaries for yourself, mental boundaries, physical boundaries, whatever it is. Just boundaries so that you know where you are really uh, what to expect mm -hmm. uh and what not to expect and think okay well this is right and this is this isn't right for me now anymore so yeah i think we we've all we've all shared stories uh about times when we feel that our boundaries have been pushed uh mm -hmm. and we feel out of control because of that because we feel totally at the behest and the whim of a company or a specific person or multiple people and you're just thrown from thing to thing and you know because of the nature of the operatic industry you just feel like I've got to say yes I don't have a choice I just need to roll with it I don't want to upset anyone I don't want to do any of this so yeah mm -hmm. we really we want to use this episode especially to end the season just to say yes this is what we're fighting change we're really really fighting for assertion of boundaries yeah i i couldn't agree more and i think I, exactly like you said there we're often at the behest of other people and that can feel really unsettling because we feel out of control so much mm. and i just think and you know this will tie into what we're going to talk a bit about later in terms of moving the operatic industry forward i really believe now is the time we have to move on from this idea that one must suffer for their art or, you know, one must kind of be this creative, whimsical person that's just ready to do whatever and take whatever opportunity mm. at the drop of a hat. Because for a lot of people now, the, the reality of the situation of being a musician, particularly in the UK, is really tough. There are a lot of things that are working against you in terms of finances, in terms of how you manage your time, in terms of the work available, in terms of the competition. You know, being able to assert boundaries and know that it's not the case that you're going to lose the work for sticking up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is what I want to move away from. This sense of fear that if you speak out and say that you're not comfortable with something or that you don't like something, then nobody's ever going to book you again. We have to be able to be in a position now, or at least I believe so, that um, people can say whether they feel okay with something or not and not be fearful that they're going to lose work. Uh, you know, it's not exactly the same, but for example, Levdi, the, the ensemble that I work with, um, earlier this year, we did some work in prisons. And now coming into 2023, we're working in the group with singers that we haven't uh, worked with before. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's like, I need to make sure that the people that are coming in are comfortable with working in this 
particular setting and so when I set out this email I was very much like please feel free to tell me whether you feel comfortable with this or not because I don't want anybody doing anything they feel uncomfortable with and you know you shouldn't have to work with us and our little ensemble on the basis that you're shitting yourself yeah because of course, it, you know, of course. It, working in a prison is quite an intense situation and I think you know I I can do that we can do that with the small organization we run. I think here on the podcast, we would be the same if we, we brought a guest on or anything like that. It's all about kind of people feeling free, open and comfortable. I just think in these larger organizations, in these organizations with more history, more prestige, bigger names behind them, perhaps more money behind them, there is still this you know, top-down culture, which makes it hard for one to assert their boundaries. And as you say, in every single season, it's something we come back mm, to because mm-hmm. I think... When you talk to musicians about their difficulties in this career, particularly opera singers, I think, uh, I always think the first thing that comes up is boundaries and people feeling like their lines have been crossed. Yeah, and and also, well, we've all been part of rehearsals where, you know, people sort of bitch constantly about lines that have been crossed or something. And part of the contract I did before, um, I was I was there quite a lot in the rehearsal room because I was both a small part in loads of scenes, the classic coffin spit part, cute. Um, but also covering another part. So I was sort of there more than anyone else. And I was always there at the beginning, like early before everyone else, not before everyone else, but there was no question that I would be late. Um, so I was always there. And then when rehearsals overran, that really, really, really annoyed me. It's like, yeah, but they yeah. can't overrun. I have things to go to afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I have things yeah. that'll actually make me money after this. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah. it really, really annoyed me that, you know, after the first week of rehearsals, no one had said anything. Everyone just bitched about it, but no one did anything about it until mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. three of us decided we're just going to like say sorry we have to go at this th- mm-hmm. at this required time and you know of course raised eyebrows happened uh from from the people in charge but it's like but if if 5 30 is the cutoff on the schedule then 5 30 is the cutoff bye that that's yeah. how it's gonna yeah. or or pay for overtime like i i, I don't totally. know yeah. and again that's like what we were saying there well, I just mentioned, I think it's much harder for opera singers, singers in general, because we don't have a union. Exactly. So, you know, when I worked for the Philharmonia Orchestra, you know, all, all of those orchestral musicians, they work for the Philharmonia and they are part of the musicians mm-hmm. union. So you have the times of the rehearsals. And when it comes to 5.30, yeah, if you are a minute over 5.30, they're immediately being paid over time. But also it's like the conductors, the people working with the orchestra are fully aware of the, the setup and the kind of financial constraints that surround these rehearsals. So they work to the time you know they work 10 to 1 2 30 to 5 30 done and they plan those rehearsals out so that they make sure everything that needs to get done is done within those time constraints Mm -hmm. and it's it's you know i don't think it's intentionally disrespectful of your time but it is disrespectful of your time to constantly keep running over and make the assumption that you've got nothing else of course that's going on for you yeah i i and and well done to you guys i think for stating that and i think you know, in in this point that we're trying to make today, if boundaries is something that concerns you or you don't really know like how to to state them or, or even like what your boundaries are, I definitely think it's worth taking some time with yourself and thinking about your career 
and what are kind of yes and no lines uh for example for alex it's going overtime mm. like he's packing that schedule full mm, so, so a boundary for him really is working within the time that is being set within the schedule um for me i guess a lot of my boundaries are to do with communication styles and how people talk to each other and it's like if somebody's going to start undermining me or making me look stupid at the expense of other people you know for, for some people that doesn't bother with them for me actually that's a really big mm -hmm, boundary mm -hmm. and a, you know a line that I'm not willing to have crossed and I think you know for everybody in both professional and personal lives boundaries are important so it's you know if you've got a spare couple of hours this weekend have a think about it what are your boundaries what are the lines that you're not willing to have crossed and I think we want to encourage you to have confidence to be able to state those boundaries in the work environment this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming once again this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming okay next up um we are fighting for moving opera into the 21st century. Um, and we talked about a lot of topics in this season, which I think have uh, kind of relevance in, in terms of this. You know, we talked a bit about um, the fear culture that kind of pervades in the, in the old school of the operatic industry. We've talked about nepotism, something that is kind of constantly plaguing our industry, actually. And um, we've talked about, as we mentioned before, boundaries, the setting of boundaries. We've talked about politics and whether politics kind of influences our art and, and should it be something that really kind of bleeds into our creative practice. And we also, you know, had the fortune of doing some really fantastic interviews as part of the Voice of Black Opera competition. So we've covered a few topics which I think we feel are really relevant mm -hmm. in terms of moving opera into the 21st century you know we're tired of seeing Carmen every new year at the Royal Opera House you know I know it sells the tickets but it's not something I want to mm -hmm. see I am tired of seeing Madame Butterfly on every kind of main stage of every main opera house again just reviving that production again and again and again but I'm also tired of hearing the stories that we talk about, you know, people feeling mistreated by the industry, people feeling that they've been, un you know, they've unfairly missed out on opportunities, people, you know, sadly, talking about the misogyny and racism mm -hmm, that still mm -hmm, exists mm -hmm. within this industry. And so, I mean, part of the point of this podcast is to talk about and expose, I think, some of the things that are happening in our workplace. But I think more importantly, it's a reminder to us, this community, and to each other, Alex and I, that these are some of the things that we're fighting for. We're fighting for equality. We're fighting for equal rights for everybody that kind of takes part in, in opera. And we're fighting that age-old trope that opera is stuck in the past because, yes, some of it is, but actually, some of it isn't. And that's the bloody exciting stuff. Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like, in my mind that's what I want to see more of I think that's what you and I are always excited to hear about and read about and see um you know for you know I've obviously just ragged on the opera house for performing Carmen all the yep. time but they're also premiering a Sariaho opera in a few months and I'm absolutely that's exciting gassed to see that yeah. exactly and I think you know, back in the day in the 18th century, whatever, it was like new work was all there was really, you know, and it was it was Mozart coming up with all these new operas. Everyone would be there. Mm -hmm, Everyone has their mm -hmm. opinion on the premiere. And obviously things have changed. And, you know, the classical canon became so entrenched that it was hard to 
see any other music making an impact. But in my opinion, you know, new music is the lifeblood of our times. It gives us the chance to reflect on what's happening to us, what's happening to our people, what is happening to our creative voice here and now. And so, yeah, I've obviously gone on a rant about contemporary music there and that nice. wasn't intentional. But <laughs> in my opinion, in moving up into the 21st century, we have to make more of the composers that are writing today, the music that is being Surely. written right now. Mm-hmm. And and enjoying that. Mm. I don't know what you think, Al. Well, it's, it's also... I feel like there's, when you mention like opera, um, people automatically think of it as this old art form with tons of history attached to it. And, you know, uh, you know, and people sort of revel in the fact that it's quite a backwards industry. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's stop this revelry now. Absolutely not. You revel in me. And that's all. That's all you're allowed to do. It's just... Like why, and it's it's sort of allowed to continue as it is, isn't it? Just this big syrupy mess. And nice. Yeah, yeah, I love syrupy messes. And it's just like <laughs> this is, you know, we we can do something now. Surely there are so many voices, you know, opera singers and musicians on Twitter or whatever who are making their voices heard. So surely now is the time to sort of really make this move and 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 drag drag it into the 21st century and change it finally so that it's it can be a progressive thing that is helpful for people and making mm-hmm. these voices heard as you say you know not only like composers but it's got to be you know we're still so obsessed with um like old names old like we love the great great singers obviously mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. certain stars but also having the confidence to you know the opera house or whatever house just have the confidence to be like here's someone you've never heard of this singer yeah. uh but we think they're great so we're going to showcase them because they're really really yeah. good fit for the role rather than oh well uh the only way we're going to get people to buy tickets is by casting this slightly past it tenor but you've heard of him, so yeah. so we're going to do it anyway. And it's like that's that's not helping anyone, is it? No, no. And, and it's, I think just you know jumping off that, like I I I also I I don't mind if we like kind of look at the past and we're like, oh wow, the past. Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. However, I think it needs to be in you know with with curiosity and with innovation and with a creative kind of spin on things it's like no i don't want to see another production of cozy fantutti like i have like i it's coming out of my bloody ears it's everywhere you can't avoid the thing show me an opera that isn't so often performed but like is still such a you know part of that culture and that lifestyle and that and that you know creative kind of world if you want i just Sometimes I think, you know, the programming is is not tired, but it's lazy. Yes, it is. You know, it's like, it just goes with what it knows. It offers like maybe one new opera out there just to kind of wet the whistle if people that like contemporary music or whatever. And that's it. And as you say with names, you know, I think it's like, and I get it, you know, the big houses, they want to attract the tickets and people want to see these star singers. But it's like, there are a lot of roles out there. And and I think it's exciting when you see fresh blood and, you know, a lot of the great singers out there often talk about those, you know, want, like single opportunities that really kind of put them right. on the map mm-hmm. and really like mm-hmm. m- made their career like at that moment. And it's like, we have to keep encouraging that. We have to keep, you know, pushing life into this machine because, uh, you know, you look at audiences and we constantly talk about the fact that opera is, 
mainly made up of an aging audience and it's like wouldn't it be nice to get to a place where it's not like that mm. you know and I, I appreciate it. a lot would have to happen mm -hmm. in order to change that but you know small steps are possible and i think you know be showing opera to be flexible malleable particularly at a time when things are financially difficult as they are now chamber operas you know things that are on a smaller scale that can be staged anywhere rather yes. than in these massive houses that cost mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of pounds to keep open per day um you know be just I sounds really basic but I'm just like be creative with it think about it as you would anything else in the 21st century as you say I don't know why we have to keep it stuck in this archaic past mm -hmm, it, it mm -hmm. it's not necessary and I don't like it this is a call for Alex Simpson to wigs and makeup once again this is a call for Alex Simpson to wigs and makeup okay last one solidarity with this part yeah. we stated in our very first episode i think the whole purpose or what we believed the purpose of this podcast was to help create a community of singers bring people together and help people uh have a platform and a space to talk and share ideas mm -hmm. and share problems mm -hmm. uh and share issues that they have they've had and give each other advice uh, in a friendly um non-judgmental but more importantly a helpful funny. way yeah funny <laughs> exactly well all of these things you know just like yeah a space a space to talk yes um mm -hmm. uh, and we really hope that you know we have created a little community and sorry a massive community a billion listens a day everyone <laughs> Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, at the live episode, it was so nice to see so many of you listeners there um, and yeah. be like, oh, we have made a community. This is good. This is really important. Yeah. Um, but we want to keep that. We don't want it to yeah. go by the wayside. We want everyone to keep, you know, make their communities as well. Help, help grow it and keep it growing rather than... Well, keeping it stuck, to be, to be honest, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, over lockdown, it was so, you know, everyone suddenly lost their work, as we've spoken about, it was the great equalizer, um, and everyone was, singers were, and instrumentalists, and all musicians were on Twitter, and saying, you know, now is our chance, you know, we've got to, when we get back into gigs and stuff, we can all, we, we've got to stick together, we've got to fight for our boundaries we got to make them clear we got to fight for yeah. the amount of money that we want we got to make that clear and we're, we're not going to just accept being pushed around anymore and you yeah. know now it's 2023 and uh <clears throat> i think we're back to the dog eat dog once again i mean even more so than yeah. before it seems because there's I, less I money say. and less work uh and it's like come on what's happened we were doing so well yeah. i thought we want to have each other's backs that's the idea I couldn't agree more. And I think we wanted to round out this season actually on this point, this point of solidarity, because we've talked about how in so many instances, this is a really lonely career. Mm. And, you know, from being on your own in the practice room to kind of getting on stage and all you can rely on is yourself to having to kind of, you know, assess your practice and coach yourself. And it, so much of it relies on you, the singular person. But it does mean, therefore, that when things are difficult or when things aren't going your way or when something shit has happened to you, it can be really hard to know where to turn, who to speak to, how to speak out about it. And it's like the point of the podcast and the broader point in general that we're really 
gonna ram down your throats is that yeah we have to stick together and also it's like if we want to act enact uh change like uh, you know not bloody changing the whole world but fair pay would be a nice start Mm, wouldn't it mm -hmm. um reasonable hours reasonable kind of working situations i mean i sound like i'm in the freaking you know uh train uh royal train union the train the wow the trains you know the union for train people those people (laughs) yeah Yeah, i am mick lynch thank you very much the mick lynch of musicians um but it we do kind of need to be a union. And I do remember once someone talking about setting up a singer's union. Um, if you are listening to the pod and you did do, say that, whoever you are, um, like, we should talk about that because mm. that's a, I think that's important because the only strength and power we have is if we actually work together and stick together. Because essentially if I, you know, make the decision that the way this conductor spoke to me is unacceptable because it was abusive, mm. but everybody else just sits there silently and is like, well, he didn't say it to me and uh, blah, blah, blah nothing's going to change but then you know in two months time if he speaks to you abusively and you're like oh my goodness i can't believe that happened it's like well i'm not really sure what you were expecting yeah exactly out of of this sadly you know these are the facts of the matter and pay is a similar thing if everybody's prepared to accept a really low fee for a service then the the you know bottom line wage will never really rise because they're able to get away with it and okay they're they're practical examples let's say you know uh boundaries and wages but more also in terms of our personal experiences and in the summer I was having quite a difficult time with singing and I posted something on my Instagram saying that I was having a really rough ride and the number of people that got in touch with me to support me one but also two to say that they religiously listened to the podcast and they found it exceptionally supportive I found really um, moving, really Mm, heartwarming. mm -hmm. And um, it was nice to know that there are people out there that feel like what we are saying makes a difference. But I think it's important that, you know, you, listener, whoever you are, knows that we rely on you. We rely on the community, you know, the people that get in touch with us, that send us messages on Instagram, that send us emails, tweets, whatever, that talk to us about topics they feel they need to hear Mm -hmm, spoken mm -hmm. about on a more public platform. that's what we're here for. And I hope the more we continue this, you know, with things like the mental health week, with things like the the Voice of Black Opera competition, giving these things a platform, giving these topics a large platform. I hope we can put ideas in the young singers of today that will then enact like genuine lasting change. And yeah, uh, I'm out. No, that's it for me. No, I hope so. And also, <laughs> you know, uh, well, you know, we aim like the breakdowns that we give at the beginning. Yes, we we sort of share them in a lighthearted fashion, but like the, because that's the way that we want to share them, and and we can talk about them in a funny way. And by by making something comedic, which was quite a, like a tragic moment, let's say, you you get yeah. over it quicker, and you can you can laugh about it and and move on from it. Um, yeah, and it would be it. You know, uh, some people have come up to me and like shared funny stories as well about like horrendous yeah. auditions or whatever. And it's like, yes, this is so nice. Like people, yeah. people need to talk about it more because otherwise, you know, it'll be the classic like you have a terrible, you know, four rejections in a row in one day, haha. <laughs> um, uh, and you just feel like uh, all all alone, all by yourself, Loserville, uh, and no one wants that. So you know, that is the whole purpose of what we're doing, isn't it? 
Hi, everyone. Totally. Yeah. I think it's just like that reminder, we're here for you. We hope you're here for us. Mm. We need to be here for each other. But uh, I think, you know, we're, what, am I trying to, what am I trying to say? Um, we're not just here in, in like, uh, what's, what's, you know, like it's not an empty promise. Like we genuinely mean what we say. Like we're not just saying it for the sake of saying it and then not standing behind it. It's like I stand behind the things we talk about here on the pod. I And I hope that whoever you are listening, you know that like we have your back. And uh, going forward, I think that's something we all need to offer to each other. Mm. That sense of support. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm changing. All right, guys. I can't believe it. This is the end of season three. What an absolute wow. whirlwind. It's over. Um... Please do get in touch uh, and let us know what your favorite part of the season mm-hmm. has been. Or, you know, you don't have to do that. You can no, just you let us know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, do that. But then whatever else you want to say, you're very welcome to uh, ping us a line. Um, how can people get in touch with us, Al? We have our email address, which is where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com. And of course, our website, which is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. You can contact us on social media. We are on Instagram at dressing room pod. We're on Facebook forward slash dressing room pod. And we're on Twitter at dressing room P O one. Thank you so much to everybody that's listened to us this season. Honestly, it's been a mega season for us from the live episode kind of kicking everything off to the mini series with the Voice of Black Opera competition Mm -hmm. um, to Mm -hmm. fantastic guests. Kevil Shah, thank you so much to our incredible editor and producer, Daisy Grant. She's the glue. Thank you so much. She's the glue. She binds us together. Everything. Yeah, you wouldn't even believe it. Just wanted to say to you guys a big, big thank you. And um, don't worry, uh, we'll be back soon. We've got a few sneaky, cheeky extra episodes up our sleeves, which will be dropping uh, over the coming weeks. But yeah, we also want to hear from you in terms of what you want to hear in season four. So if you've got ideas that you want to share with us, get in touch Mm -hmm. via however we said. I forgot already. Get it. Just just get in touch. Bye. Bye.